This podcast is brought to you by A Hotel Life, an award-winning travel website and community founded by Ben Pundel. This episode features Eduardo Castillo, musical artist and founder of Habitas Tulum. Hotel Life Live, we are going to be interviewing and having conversations with some of the people we respect most in the travel and hospitality industry. Gives me enormous pleasure, and I'm very proud and honored, in fact, to introduce music producer, activist, performer, opera singer, and co-founder of Habitas, which is so much more than a hotel brand. Eduardo, in your words, uh, why don't you tell us what Habitas is and, and why you started it? My brother, Kafir, uh, you know, and I, uh, at one point, about five years ago, wanted to share the way we wanted to live our lives with many. And um, we began doing so by putting together, organizing these beautiful experiences to really connect people that, that needed to be connected. And it turned to, out to be a beautiful platform for really, really significant human connection and eventually turned into a platform for impact in the world. And it, it, it literally became our life and it became the lives of many. So that's how it started. And we are way on our way to, to what, what we've seen, the impact that it's had in the last five years and, and now expanding and, and bringing our, our purpose further. And hopefully uh, any of you watching, if any of you have been to Habitas, either Habitas in Tulum or one of the early events, you'll know that the community that Eduardo and Kafir and their team have built is, is very special. It's unlike anything else in the world. So, you know, Eduardo, I've always had an enormous amount of respect and admiration for what you do. Um, so again, thank you so much for, for joining us today. Obviously, we are living in some very strange times. Uh, more than a quarter of the world is on some kind of lockdown. The travel industry, restaurants, bars, hotels, clubs, festivals, everything is on hold. What kind of lessons do you think we can learn from this? The lessons are coming in almost by the minute. It's so volatile, everything that's happening, information, you know, the, the, what we know about this virus is, is really minimal. And we know we know to get by and to get through it, but so much is changing and so many things are, are happening that we're sort of at the mercy of this thing. I don't know that, the, that we really understand the lessons. I mean, there are, of course, very palpable lessons right now, like, you know, the importance of community, the importance of coming together, you know, virtually at this point um, to get us through all this, uh, the importance of understanding science and really following real news and really paying attention to those in the world that, that have their best interest out for the human species and not for anything else. Um, and I feel like there's a there's a massive filter right now in communication as to what really matters and how it can affect you immediately. I would say that's the immediate lesson. Uh, I am super optimistic and, and, and hopeful that the massive lesson that will come out of this is that we can't go back to business as usual. There is no business as usual. I think unless you have a focus on impact and purpose and sustainability and, and compassion, 
yeah. uh, within your community, then you're not going to be relevant, whether it's in hospitality or any other business after coronavirus. Conversation I've always had is like, is, is how, do, how do you shift consciousness, right? So consciousness takes a little bit longer. You know, it takes people, you need to convert people into, into understanding, you know, how interconnected everything is. So I moved my focus uh, personally into how do we build economic models and platforms where you're actually able to make a living off of quote unquote consciousness, right? And, and to sort of streamline and make that happen quicker after COVID-19. I think there will be a, a fast forwarding of consciousness um, without even thinking of how can I, you know, have a livelihood out of this. It's just it's, it just needs to happen, period. This is a kind of forced consciousness, isn't it? And, and for those that don't know, uh, Eduardo has a, a beautiful hotel in, in Tulum and he is a real activist and a real advocate of uh, sustainability and great environmental practices and zero waste chefs and bars and plant-based foods and, and all the things that, you know, were going in the, in, in the right direction. So Eduardo, at this point, there's a certain sector of the industry that's really looking at you to continue to be a pioneer. I'm excited to see how that can expand beyond the parameters that, that you were currently working in, because this is a forced consciousness. We do have to, uh, we do have to band together and do some good things in the hospitality industry for us to survive. We learned that very quickly here in Tulum. You know, we've, we sort of just, we moved to Tulum and we did things the way they needed to be done without compromise, without necessarily coming in and saying, hey, everybody, pay attention. You know, you need to do what we're doing. We just sort of did it under the radar and, and, and reached out to the community and we have been really close to our Tulum community. You know, our family, 150 families that work at our hotel are truly family and they're supported through this whole COVID situation. What's interesting is that when all this happened, all of a sudden we were getting phone calls. Kafir and I here in Tulum getting phone calls on how us as business owners should tend to our staff or how should we change our ways and how, you know what advice can we give them. And that's super exciting because obviously we're very proud of what we do and we're also super grateful that people are paying attention because you know if people are paying attention, then we can lend a hand. It's all shifting very quickly now with this whole virus, but we're very excited about having sort of a more powerful platform than just normal human existence before COVID. Now, post-COVID, the platform is so powerful and so palpable and so right in our faces that you can't argue it. Very, very true. Somebody just asked a question, which leads on to a question I wanted to ask. You have some very exciting expansion plans. You know, you, you obviously have the beautiful hotel in, in, in Tulum uh, and then Namibia, San Miguel de Allende, Bhutan, and Todos Santos. Incredible locations. Why these locations? What can we expect? And how is this affecting your plans? For me personally, one of the most exciting uh, locations is Bhutan. We really didn't see this coming. And, and it came through the guise of some people paying attention and watching what we're doing. Bhutan is close to really any hospitality. It's almost a non-existing market, really. But their GDP is based on happiness. Not only do we all want to go there, but we all want to go there to be inspired to, mm -hmm. to to not be happy like you're happy going to, you know, Aspen, Colorado. You're there because this is a shift in paradigm and, and this there's a different way of seeing the world. And that's really important. So having Abitas at Bhutan is it makes perfect sense because this is what we seek. We seek to to inspire, we seek to to change the the paradigm. I don't want to use disrupt because disrupt is such a sometimes a ridiculous word these days, but really change paradigms because it's at more of a human level. We don't want to disrupt people's consciousness we want to 
inspiring them and bring them in with a using a more positive word like you know welcome you know welcome home so so Bhutan is 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 a very exciting location. Uh, Todos Santos is absolutely spectacular. I've been a huge fan. Tafir has been a huge fan. Oliver has been a huge fan. Also, our third partner in in uh, in making all this happen. And we've always been very very attracted to this piece of the, this part of the world. One because of its isolation, to you know the business as usual per se, but. But also, you know, there is some magic there. The sunsets there are incredible. And if we can find places where we can create very significant empathy to our planet while connecting humans and using nature as the most powerful tool, yes. and very powerful things can happen. So all these locations that you mentioned are locations that, have, that, that we found that, are, that have very, very unique qualities. But speaking of that, somebody just came up with a question. How do you create community around a hotel? That's a great question. It's a question that's always been asked of us, even by hotel owners that want community in their hotels. I maybe once dreamt of when I was maybe 80 years old, retiring in Venezuela with a beautiful bed and breakfast in front of the ocean. Mm. Never at 40 and never as a proper hotel. And now sort of, you know, we're called hoteliers. And, I'm, and to me, that's sort of like, okay, that's accidental. Right. That's not necessarily what we want, what we wanted to create. We simply, as I mentioned when we started, we wanted to bring people together and we wanted to bring people together without an agenda and have it be super fun and have it be super meaningful and have people question why they're, 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 they exist, why they, they go back home and, and change, you know, hope, hopefully people go back home after one of our experiences and change the way they use plastic and change the way they use, you know, they, they buy a pair of shoes or, or, or how they consume food or even how, how they consume, period. This was our, our goal, and this was this was this obviously turns into by default community because mm-hmm. we need this and we we want this and and we strive to be better people. I believe mm-hmm. as humans. So accidentally, we have a hotel with a community. Well, that leads perfectly on to my next comment. Just people helping people. That is the message of Rise, and Rise is the philanthropic arm of Habitas. So tell us a little bit about Rise. We, we sort of realized that we were affecting people that had resources, you know, that, would, that, could, that could come to one of our experiences. That could, but, but we weren't really affecting the, the world at large. We figured we need to start where it is most needed, right? So a friend of ours came to us, Mike Sucker, and he invited us to take a look at this massive um, uh, refugee camp in Uganda, which really isn't a refugee camp. At this point, it's a, it's a major city. And he came to us and he said, you know, I feel like you guys are really, really good at community. And you guys are really good at, at growing, you know, like-mindedness. And we thought, why not build something where there is, why not build a center for this to happen? And so we empowered amazing people in this, in this refugee city, uh, architects and builders and these kind of things. Um, and they built a beautiful amphitheater with our help. This amphitheater has become, you know, the center of communal existence where concerts take place, meetings take place, uh, workshops take place, all these things. Really what we did is we applied what we call our social architecture to where it was needed most. And now this is a flourishing experience in this city. What's amazing is that also that's translated into a situation that's happening now with distribution of gloves, distribution of masks, distribution of, of anything needed for, for, um, for the COVID. But yeah, I mean, RISE came from that. And, and RISE now is sort of our vehicle 
and our platform for for humans, and we call it Rise because we want we want us all to rise to seize the moment and seize the and seize the occasion. And it's our platform for that. It's our platform for philanthropy, but for those who need most. Honestly, Eduardo, it's absolutely spectacular. I highly recommend to anybody uh, tuning in go to the Habitat website, go on to Rise, learn more about their philanthropic efforts. Uh, it's really, really admirable. Eduardo, you've had such a, a an amazing career and have an amazing career in music, in hospitality, in philanthropy, and dare I say it, as a hotelier, uh, but also as a dad. How are you doing it all? I have an amazing, amazing family of incredibly capable humans that are passionate, that love what they do, starting with my brother, Kafir, who helped me make this happen, with Oliver, who came on board to, to really believe in us and, and, to, and push it forward. Obviously, there's different groups of people that work you know, in perfect sync to make it all happen. But there is nothing I could have done without any of these beautiful humans. Heather, who you know on the, on the, on the music team, I am completely in awe of their passion and their dedication to a vision that might not even be theirs, but that they want to see through. It's incredible. And, and, and to top it all off, I have a beautiful five-year-old. When I see her and when I wake up to her, it's really the most important reminder of why I exist on this planet. Obviously, very strange times we're living in, but um, humans by nature are exploratory creatures. We're all sitting here at home. What do you think we can do to feed our appetite for, for travel and exploration? There's a really, really amazing Condé Nast article that came out that I'm sure you're familiar with. If not, I'll send you the link so that we can share with everybody who's watching. And basically, they say, try not to cancel your reservation. Try to change the date. And this is why. And this is how it's going to help an industry that brings so much happiness, you know, survive, really, and bounce back after this. The most important thing would be to to support initiatives that are really important. If I can get a Cancun spring breaker to not go to Cancun to spring break, but then go to Cancun to stay in a 32-room hotel that is sustainable and that actually cares about the environment, then this whole thing would have been worthwhile. So I think it's important that we, we shift our focus and with everything we do. And when it comes to travel, when it comes to, to all these things, you know, to really think about what it means to go back on a plane. We should offset our carbon footprint um, and not be asked to do it, but, but want to do it. Um, it is more obvious than ever that we are completely interconnected and that mm -hmm. every single decision that we make affects mm -hmm. another. Mm -hmm. uh, and there are tools and there are ways and there are economic models and there are opportunities in the world to allow this to happen with the new humanity that we hope to, to, to see out of this. Once the borders are open and the planes are flying, where is, where is your next destination? I really don't have a plan. Uh, I'd, I'd like to go on a really long hike and see the world from a very, very high place. Maybe Peru, maybe Kilimanjaro. But I would love to be above the clouds and see the clouds open really from in a beautifully natural place to sort of have a reset to have this overview effect that I'm sort of obsessed with. Now, are you familiar with the overview effect? Yes, yes. So, so I'd love to have that moment and, uh, and, and have it be quick and brief and then come back to the real world to, 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 take, this, to take this platform to another level. I totally agree. Somebody wants you to go to the Faroe Islands. So we can tell Peru, Peru. Yes, definitely Peru. We're up for that. Somebody asked me the same question yesterday, and I think I 
could do with a lot of being outdoors and activity. So maybe a eco camp in Patagonia was was my answer. I might, I might join you for that one, actually. That's Please do. I'm very fortunate and I feel very, 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 very blessed to have been enduring this time in a really beautiful place on earth. And, and I can't wait for it to get back to to a new way because those of us that are here are, are, are blessed to be here and, and I want to protect this place. So, Well, Eduardo, thank you so much. You're really an inspiration to me and to many people who are part of the Habitats community and beyond. And uh, whether you like it or, or not, people are very inspired by your hotel skills. Time to just acknowledge a little gratitude and appreciation for all the medical workers around the globe. While we've got some people watching, very important. There's people on the front lines doing very important work, doing God's work. And Eduardo, thank you so much for joining. Everybody stay healthy, stay positive, stay sane, and stay curious. This podcast is brought to you by A Hotel Life, an award-winning travel website and community founded by Ben Pundell. This episode features Eduardo Castillo, musical artist and founder of Habitas Tulum.